This podcast is brought to you by Story King Books. Sign up now and get a free copy of my latest ebook, Launch Your Podcast Like a Pro. The link will be in the show notes. And now for today's episode. Welcome to the Story King Podcast, the show all about fiction, film, and form. I'm your host, John Carlo, and today's guest is 13-year-old author from San Francisco, Anika Goyle. So today is a different kind of episode for me. Joining me as co-host is my wife, Jennifer. She's a New York City elementary school teacher. Jen, why don't you say hi to the audience? Hello, audience. I am so honored to be in the throne room with the Story King. The interesting thing about my wife is that she's actually Puerto Rican, not English. (laughs) She just likes to speak with an English accent. So Jen, why don't you talk about today's guest? Today we are interviewing Anika Goyal and I am very excited to have a discussion with this inspiring 13-year-old who is not only an author, she also has her own podcast where Mm -hmm. she puts a lot of thought into her interviews with fellow authors and really is looking to inspire young people and to give them advice as to how they can better their own writing. So we have a lot of questions for Anika. Here is our conversation with Anika Goyle. Anika Goyle, welcome to the Story King podcast. I actually, this is my first time being on a podcast before, so I'm not really sure what to say. But yes, I'm very glad to be on your show today. Awesome. Well, as I start all of my interviews, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story, who you are, and what you do. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Anika. I am in middle school right now in my last year of middle school and I started writing at the age of 10. Um, My story started like this. So on the first day of school, um, like when we started school, I did not like um, writing stuff like writing stories, poems or anything. But then later on, there was this competition in school about like... um, this competition in which you write um, stories and I thought maybe I can try it out even if I don't win anything it's fine at least I'll try so then when I tried I got a special prize in that so then I was like now since I'm getting special prizes in this kind of thing maybe I can take it forward and that's when I got an idea to like write my first book Hmm. so you had written other books prior to that um, no, um, Mixed Bowl of Stories was my first book. The, um, the other things which I had written were just stories and poems. Okay. Okay. And what encouraged you to start your podcast? The thing that encouraged me to start a podcast, actually the funny thing is, nothing really encouraged me. I was like just researching stuff and I accidentally clicked on the start a podcast button instead of closing the tab button. So that's how the podcast started. <laughs> awesome. So you just you just went with it. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you say you you struggled with writing before? Did I hear you correctly? Um, not exactly struggling, but like um, I did not have any interest in writing before. Okay. But then after the competition results came, I was like, maybe I can take this forward, and that's how the fourth book came into being. 
Okay. So it was like a personal challenge you took on yeah. for yourself. Okay. Now, did your parents encourage you to start writing? Did you, or did you have a special teacher that encouraged you? My parents encouraged me and um, so did all my teachers. Okay. So do you think that schools, other than being encouraged by the competition, do you think that school helped you to be like a better writer or overall encourages students to write and write well? Um, I think school played a big role because in school you have assignments which have a lot of writing work. In um, English, you have a lot of creative writing, you write a lot. Um, so on the on those lines, writing became a lot more easier when we got the training in school. Is there a particular area of writing you don't like? You know, there's a, I know writing, you got outlining, editing. Is there a part of writing that, that you really don't like? part which I do not like is the editing part because I really do not like um, outlining the I mean like editing the whole thing with the red marks coming in between I mm. just don't like it <laughs> right <laughs> and it takes a lot of time as well are you a big reader do you do, like before you got into writing did, did you read a lot of books what are some of your favorite authors and writers uh, my favorite um, authors are um, J.K. Rowling Trenton mm. Then there is um, many um, like Ria, um, like Pail Doshi, um, Roshni Jokshi. All of these are Indian writers. Few of them are other authors, which many of you know. Then there is um, Annette Blyton, then Carolyn Keene, all mm. of those authors. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about the book you published and also some work that you're currently working on? Sure. So my first book, Mixed Bowl of Stories, was a collection of all the short stories I've written. It has many stories. So it's like a collection of books. That's why it's called Mixed Bowl of Stories. Mm. It is kind of like a wordplay. So what I did was Mixed Bowl of Stories. So in a bowl, there are many stories, kind of like that. So um, in that book, I had many stories in it. So a few of them were success-related. Some of them were life-related. Some of them were fantasy-related. and few had morals behind it. Gotcha. I have a question for you. When going back to the editing process, who do you have any peers, like any of your friends or family members who read your work before you send yeah. it out to be edited professionally or? Yeah. So for my first book, I did not go through any professional editing. All I had to do, this process was simple. I did not have any literary agent for that. I directly went to the publisher and got it published. So there was no editing process. That's probably the reason why there are few errors in the book. I see. So like now the book, which I'm... So back to your question about like whether anyone else reads it before it goes to the publisher. Yes, my parents read it. Because that first book was really short. So it did not take much time to read. It just took 10 minutes to read. So mm. once that was done, then I got it to the publisher. Now, I understand you participated in NaNoWriMo. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. What was that experience like? Um, it was good. Um, but personally, I do not think it's a good idea to actually do this kind of thing because I tried it once or twice. So I tried the July one. The July one, I stopped in between because I do not think it would be a good idea to continue like that because 
writing a whole book in one month does not only rush the process of writing it also pressurizes the writer to like write fast which is actually not the whole point of writing Right. I actually agree. I, I did NaNoWriMo one time and I felt exactly the same. Like I could just write nonsense for every day for a month, but it's not going to be a book at the end of it. <laughs> so Yeah, because then in the end, writing with NaNoWriMo means in the end to edit, you will have a lot of work to do because most of the things you'll be writing will make no sense. Right. <laughs> I, I felt the same way. I, I felt it was very hard to try to write something cohesive in in the short span of a month yeah you're right there is a lot of pressure to try to to try to do that so is it different rules for kids i know for the adults it's 50,000 words do they have a a kids version of nanorimo um yeah they have um a kids version of it. it's called young nanorimo so the um abbreviation for that would be um ywm young mm-hmm. writer month so I actually um, do both. I take the stats because the stats of the young program does not work really well. So I use the stats of the NaNoWriMo for adults and the forum platform of the um, NaNoWriMo for kids. Hmm. Okay. Now I looked, um, we, we were doing research on you and we found you on this site that actually has writing prompts. Do you help generate those writing prompts? Do you help come come up with um, those writing which, prompts? Um, site are you talking? Is it Readsy? That one? Yeah, Readsy. Um, which one? Oh, Readsy. Yeah. Um, on that side, the writing prompts are there from before. So, like, it's kind of like a short story contest again. So, in that, they give you a prompt, and you have to write something on it. Hmm. Okay. Do you have any advice uh, for teachers or parents to help children or middle schoolers your age to really encourage them to write more? Um, I think one thing I would say would be um, to encourage them to read a lot because when you read, all your senses come alive and learn. you get the idea of how to write a good book or story. That's good advice. Every writer should read a lot. Absolutely. Now, I'm curious, how have current events impacted your writing? We've had a crazy couple of years with COVID, with uh, racial issues in the country, the elections. How do you navigate through that? Is writing like an escape from all that or does it inspire you to write certain things? Um, so the um, situation right now has not really impacted my writing many ways but yes um i've had more time on my hands to write so i have more free time since i don't have school right now mm-hmm. but um even with school i think i do have time to write just not as much so that's actually a plus point of the lockdown right now that you get more time to write like a book which will be written in two years with the school going on now mm-hmm. can be done in one year Okay. This past year, were you in school or were you remote? Because you're in California, so they were pretty shut down, right? So were you doing like Zoom the whole time? Um, yeah, Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
Hey everybody, I just wanted to take the time to let you know about my latest book. It's called Massimo's Mirror and Other Stories. It's my first collection of short stories. The book uses fantasy, science fiction, and fairy tales to create a world where a magical array of protagonists conquer their fears, battle forces of evil, and step up to meet their potential. Suitable for the secular and religious alike, these stories are full of symbolism and quirky characters, including aliens, robots, angels, demons, superheroes, gods, animals, giants, monsters, and dragons, and just the right length to hold the attention of children and adults alike, all 50 stories are crafted to entertain and make us see behind the veil of reality and perhaps teach something along the way. The ebook and paperback editions are available on Amazon. You can purchase an autographed copy on my website, storykingbooks.com. Also, if you sign up on Story King Books with your email, you'll get a free copy of my latest PDF resource, Launch Your Podcast Like a Pro. And now back to today's episode. Do you feel that podcasting helped you during the during the lockdowns that you were able to yeah. reach out to other authors and you felt like you were, I mean, I listened to some of your podcasts and it was, it was very encouraging. I love how you were really just supporting other writers and, and people your age. It was very in inspirational. So yeah. do you feel so, that that helped you? Yeah, it actually helped me because since the pandemic is dead, most authors are at home and they're not going on book tours like, now they're doing it virtually, so uh, many authors like to have their book tours done before their book releases on the actual date. So whenever there's an author whose book is going to launch anytime soon, I contact them and then they say, okay, we can do it. That way we can build our uh, author um, thing. There are two authors, um, Pyle Doshi and Elspeth Van Craig. They both were debut authors um, and I had interviewed them and the other few, they were um, on the different lines of creativity, not on the lines of story writing and stuff, but like they were on the lines of poeting. So I thought I will add them in as well. In one of the episodes, I also interviewed my parents. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like to hear that one. <laughs> Do you feel that, um, that your age can be off-putting for some authors or do you feel that you are invited into the like it doesn't make a difference for authors in the, in the community um most of the time um whenever i interview anyone until they look at me they don't realize my age when i'm talking to them mm -hmm. because like um so far i've not had any surprising comments or anything on my age because i never really tell them right <laughs> but um when i um, talk to them they, it does not seem like a um 13-year-old is talking to them. It seems like a grown-up is talking. Right. No, you're very mature. I, I remember when you reached out uh, with, with the email, I had no idea you were 13. You It sounded like any, any other uh, authors reaching out. So you're doing a good job uh, communicating and articulating yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it was when we were researching your work, then I was like, oh, she's she's actually 12, it says on this thing. So that's where uh, that's where we discovered yeah, actually, that. that was an error. I told my publisher to change that. I think they did not change it yet. It was uh, supposed to be age 11. And I think in that I wrote age 10. Mm. And since I was new to the, the funny thing is that normally author bio is supposed to be in third person. And when I just started out um, doing this kind of work, I never realized that and I wrote it in first person, if you noticed. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and what what country is your family from, Anika? 
India. India. Oh, okay. Cool. How long have they they been in the states? Um, I'm not really sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you're you're in San Francisco? Yeah. Okay, cool. Do you think your um culture heritage has affected or has played a part in your writing? Yeah, um it has been a huge impact because since India has such a good um like so many um things in there it's very diverse it has so many traditions festivals clothing languages i think that's the one country which has so many languages because most countries only have two main um languages whereas india has many more than i can even count so wow it has played a huge role because the book which i'm currently writing has one indian character and since i have a lot of knowledge from the indian side um it's very it's helping me in my research part of it so i don't really have to do much research since i know a lot about india already do you only write in english yeah i only write in english okay all right so let me ask you a fun question you ready for the fun question if you could yeah. have only one superpower what would it be and why um one superpower um this is i don't think this superpower exists but if it would i would definitely take it um i would have this wristband which when you press on it it detects like what kind of books you like and what kind of books you want to write and it um transforms you into some place where you learn from authors from the back like louisa may alcott and those kind of people um and learn from them personally like make them your mentors and actually learn from them so it sort of makes you a like, super writer yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Good answer. Would you like to continue to pursue writing as you get older or do you think you would like to do other things? I think I would pursue um I mean it depends on the future. I mean I can't really define the future right now but the way I'm doing it right now I think I may want to continue. And how much research do you put in for your podcast? Um a lot of research so I plan out the whole thing i write a whole script and follow the script sometimes i go off script but that's fine um so what i do is first i do a lot of research and then whatever information is fine instead of saying it totally from the same article what i do is i think about my own experience while doing the topic because as writing when you do writing you know all those things before so i use my own knowledge plus the knowledge i acquire from the articles and then tell my own explanation for it so it's not like totally coming out of an article but also my own knowledge mhm mm right i i was listening to one and you and you were saying how you had read the book so your questions were totally based off of the work and your research so i was like i wonder how long it took you to read the book and to generate the questions and and if other people your age would feel that that's worth it right like cuz you said you stumbled upon doing the podcast so how would you encourage other kids your age who are who want to do that who want a podcast podcasting so if someone my age wants to do podcasting the number one thing i would tell is definitely go to anchor anchor is an amazing um, podcasting tool which you can use i think it's one of the best hmm. because it's easy no money required to like even start a podcast all you need to do is go to the website and from the website you just sign in to your google account facebook account instagram account or any account which you have of social media or something and then like i use my gmail account so that was fast um 
So if you use that, then you just start uh, by um, naming your podcast, putting out a blog post or something like that, and then start. And then it starts showing you the stats and everything on like who's watching your show and all of that. And do you uh, do you do a bunch of episodes before you post, or as soon as you do one episode, you post it and you just kind of do one at a time like that? Um, I guess um, it depends. So like if I'm doing a regular episode, which I'm just talking about writing craft. Then I just post it immediately. But for the ones which I interview authors, for that I take time because I the interview takes a long time, like at least forty five to one hour, um, mm-hmm. forty five minutes to one hour. So I take some time to like not exactly edit. I just um refine it, check for any mistakes, cut those parts out, and then put the music behind in the background and then send it. What program do you use to to make all that? All of the music and all those kind of stuff, um, that all is embedded into the Anchor platform. So oh. I just have to click on the button, choose which kind of song I want behind, like music, and then it happens. Oh, that's cool. So that does sound like a really cool tool that you can actually yeah. put together the podcast. Wow. Yeah, cool. and that also you can get voice messages as well. So like if you want to interact with your listeners, you can like say, for example, in my previous episode, one which I did I think on Sunday in that um, I gave them a question and left them on a cliffhanger kind of thing and asked them answer this in the um, using the voice message button. And that way I get a lot of interactive uh, messages from um, the audience. Mm. Do you feel you get a lot of good responses from your peers or do you feel like you're a little bit more mature than your peers? I think, um, the only thing that sets me apart from them is I think we all are the same because the only thing which sets me apart from them is probably like the, since I have one book published, but actually that actually kind of helps me because um, that way I can, these days um, some kids, um, they come to me and say like, you're famous and stuff. It sometimes makes me laugh because I only have one book published so far and are already calling me famous and stuff. <laughs> Well, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, I do not take this like in a bad way. Like I just, um, since I'm going to these kind of things, I just help them. Like I encourage them that they can also do these kind of things. Have you found other authors your age? Like I know I've had students who've had books published when they were in fifth grade as well. So is there a community of, of young authors that you um, can tap into and, and, and get ideas from? Yeah, actually, if you um, have um, seen all my episodes, you may have noticed that um, there's this author named Millie Florence. She's not exactly my age, but she's 15 years old, only two years older than me. And I interviewed her in one of my episodes. So she's one author I know who's um, around my age. And then there's a few more authors, but they are not personally people who I know, but um, they're in the Young Writers Program um, community. Hmm. I find you incredibly inspirational and and so mature. That's why I keep asking all these questions because I'm a teacher and it's like, how do, even with, with our own sons, how do we encourage young people to write and to, and to get into literature and to become better writers? And, and, um, and I find you just, just amazing. And uh, yeah. And I like how it started out as like a personal challenge and even your podcast, it was just an accident, but you just rolled with it and now you have a podcast. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. And the funny thing is that even though it started with an accident, I have over 1,031 views. Wow, wow. nice. 
Nice. You're doing better than a lot of people who uh, who spent a lot of time thinking about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> awesome. I have a question for you, Anika. How do your parents deal with you being like your podcast? Are they a big part of your online presence or? Um, no, they, so they just help me and say, as long as you're doing it safely, it's fine. Okay. So they kind of just let you do your thing. Yeah. Because they know I won't do anything wrong. So. So they know you're talking to strangers in your room then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Good. So Anika, if people wanted to follow you online, if they want to follow your podcast, read your book, so forth, where can they go about doing all of that? Um, so my um, podcast um, website's name is anchor.fm slash Anika 674. I repeat, anchor.fm slash Anika 674. That's my um, podcast website for Anchor. Mm-hmm. In case you want to watch on Spotify, all you have to type is season one book club with Anika Goyal. Um, Anika Goyal's spelling is A-N-I-K-A-G-O-Y-A-L. Um, if you want to read my books again, um, for that, you can go on Amazon or yeah, it's actually on, only on Amazon and Kindle. So you can just type mixed bowl of stories and it will appear. I'm also there on Goodreads. So if you want to interact with me on the author page, you can interact with me just by clicking my name or my book's name in the Goodreads on the Goodreads site. Okay. Sounds good. I'll, I'll have all those on the show notes. And uh, thank you for sharing your story, Anika, and coming on the Story King podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a great time. So that was our conversation with Anika Goyle. Bay, what did you think of her? I thought she was an amazing girl. Uh, I, I, I think that she is able to roll with life's challenges and just be creative right on the spot. So I, I found that really amazing. Yeah, I mean, she's so articulate, and as I was telling her that when she reached out to me via email, I had no idea she was, you know, a 12-year-old, 13-year-old girl. She just sounded like every other author reaching out to me. Uh, There were no spelling mistakes or anything. She was very mature. I found out, you know, by looking at, I think, Reedsy or one of those things, as, as we were both researching her, uh, we found out like, oh, she's she's like 12. <laughs> so, but she's very mature. Mm-hmm. And another thing I, I find as a as a teacher and as a parent, how I, I found it interesting how she said just the positive reinforcement. She was presented with a challenge, and then she got this this feedback that was positive, which made her continue with writing. And when you have you know, students and children that struggle with that, it's like, how important is that positive feedback and reinforcement? And sometimes the writing process is daunting. But to Mm -hmm. be able to be encouraged in that might make all the difference as it did with her. Yeah, and I like that she kind of just took it as a personal challenge. She was never really interested in writing. And then this contest presents itself and she just goes for it. The podcast, it's like uh, she presses start a podcast by accident and now she has a podcast. So she's just a hustler, a little hustler. Yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit for her. She's just, and, and, I, and I love how her parents just gave her room to pursue her interests and she's just going for it. Mm-hmm. She's got a big, bright future. And all of her links are in the show notes. So I encourage everybody to check out her podcast, check out her books. And I'm sure we're going to hear from her for a very long time. And I wanted to thank you for having me on the show. It was a really great experience. And 
It was just a really good time. I had a good time too, but it'll never happen again. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to check out storykingbooks.com. Sign up with your email and get a free copy of Launcher Podcast Like a Pro. Also, you can follow us on Instagram. The username is storyking.podcast. I post weekly short stories, writing tips, and quotes from famous authors. You don't want to miss that. And please click like on our Facebook page. We're at facebook.com forward slash storykingpodcast. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing with this show, please consider becoming a patron. You can choose a monthly membership tier at www.patreon.com forward slash the story king all those links i just mentioned will be in the show notes one more thing if you're enjoying this podcast please do me the favor of sharing the show with your friends and on social media subscribing to it and leaving a positive review on itunes spotify anywhere you get your podcasts i would greatly appreciate it thank you for listening to the story king podcast the show all about fiction film and form please join us next time until then 